0: And happy Thursday. Very good afternoon. It is Thursday, March 31st. Good afternoon and welcome to those of you listening in in London on 980 CFPL in Hamilton 900 CHML and of course in Toronto and 640 Toronto and listening online wherever you might be in this wonderful world of ours. Thank you so much as always for joining us and tuning in. Yes, March 31st end of March, which means tomorrow is April 1 April 1st. It is April Fool's Day. And I don't know, Mary, let me ask you, because I have never been, even as a kid, like a huge, huge fan of April Fool's Day. Whether, uh, you know, being pranked or doing the pranking, it's never been like, uh, I don't know, big thing for me. Have, have you been into April Fool's Day in the past?
1: You know what? It's a ton of fun. I have tried and and had some successes, had some fails, but it's the ones that the pranks that have been pulled on me that are the most memorable. And boy, oh, boy, there were some good ones.
0: Is there anyone in particular that really stands out?
1: Well, I was actually, here's the thing, I was skiing in Switzerland and someone handed me a tube and they said, this is sunblock for your nose. You don't want to get too much sun on your nose. So I couldn't read it. It was in three other languages that I don't read. So I put it on my nose and I'm skiing and I'm like... Why do I smell hot dogs? It was mustard. They gave me a tube <laughs> of mustard and I'm fl- I'm skiing down the Swiss Alps with mustard on my nose smelling like a hot dog vendor. It was hilarious and I still had a little bit of yellow by the end of the day.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? You completely changed my mind. I've done a 180. I'm a huge fan of April Fools' Day now. There you go. <laughs> that was pretty How good about actually. You? Uh, you Thank know, you. Was funny. for me, the one that uh, really stands out, this is years and years ago. And if you're listening on 980 CFPL in London this afternoon, maybe you might remember this. Maybe you got caught up in it. But uh, back in the day when I was co-hosting the morning show on FM 96 in London, we did an April Fool's prank. And it was very elaborate the way we set it up. We got on the air at like 530 in the morning. And then the first traffic report come on, I think, like 10 to 6. And uh, it was basically that uh, there was a tractor trailer on the side of the road. It was uh, broken down. And then from there, we had some callers call in and they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that truck. It's actually a Labatt truck uh, because the Labatt Brewery is in London, right? So that made sense to a lot of people. And then as the uh, show progressed and the morning went on, we found out uh, that, uh, well, lo and behold, it was a Labatt beer truck that was broken down. And apparently uh, the product inside had shifted inside Uh the rig. And there were a bunch of dented cans that they could no longer sell. And they were giving away the beer for free.
1: What? Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Free beer
0: uh you so what happened well here's the thing you know labat if i recall they were in on this and we had a lot of fun and those that showed up uh, we were like haha april fools and they were handing out to coupons i think for like a, a six pack of blue that sort of thing and that lasted i think we had maybe a hundred of those vouchers to give out and uh well those were gone inside of five minutes Right. It's After that, I mean, the, come on. We could not believe the people that showed up and kept showing up thinking <laughs> that there was free beer to be had in the city that morning. As a matter of fact, a true story that the highlight of the entire morning is we spoke to several university students at Western who had heard this on the radio and they emptied this true story, emptied their waterbed and took the bladder of the waterbed down <sighs> there expecting to fill it up with beer. Oh, my gosh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That that was a good yeah. prank. That was a good April Fool's. I always uh, remember that one. Uh, I don't think uh, I've ever topped that in this uh, illustrious career on a radio. radio. That, that's Love a pretty that. good that's one. Awesome. That's a good yeah. memory. So, anyways, we're using this as a bit of a, a PSA, a public service announcement for you all. Be aware. Make note of it now. April Fool's Day is indeed tomorrow. So... Mm. Yes, be on the lookout for uh, any uh, pranking. All right, uh, Air Canada, they announced yesterday that uh, they're going to more than double their capacity for the year as travel demand recovers and domestic airline competition begins to heat up once again. The airline saying that uh, they will actually uh, boost seat capacity by, how about this, 150% compared to last year as restrictions regarding COVID ease uh, both here in Canada and right around the world. And for more on this, let's welcome in Leslie Cater, the travel lady, who joins us now. Leslie, good afternoon.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Jeff.
0: All right. Is this the biggest signal yet that we've had that the travel industry, it's back and it's booming?
1: Well, yes, it's certainly an encouraging sign because we need the space. And honestly, (laughs) in the office here, we have been absolutely overwhelmed by a tidal wave of people wanting to travel. And of course, tomorrow, as you said, 1st of April, it's when they lift that wretched test. So we no longer need a, a negative COVID test to come back into Canada. And that's a huge encouragement.
0: Yeah, that's right, of course. So that begins tomorrow, as you said. But uh, when they're increasing their seat capacity by 150% Air Canada, how, how exactly are they doing that? Are they building more planes? Are there just planes that have been sitting around in hangars for a while that uh, haven't been used because of uh, COVID and the restrictions and the lack of travel?
1: Right yes well when we had the big shutdown you know they actually parked many of their planes we've got these incredible pictures of deserts big parking areas and planes um, even when i was in vancouver they have a huge area there where they they've just been sitting there so I guess what they've got to do now is they've got to bring them back gradually probably do maintenance again on them check that all is good they've also got to rehire you know they lost a lot of uh, people during the pandemic, laying off people. And those people have gone on to get other jobs. So it's, it's been really tough for them. And that's why we're experiencing long hold times is because they just don't have the personnel.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, having said all of that, of course, increasing capacity by some 150 percent. Now, I know that numbers may be a little skewed because basically nobody or few people were traveling uh, last year. But uh, that really is astronomical, isn't it?
1: It is and and yet they say that probably by twenty twenty four will when will be when they reach up to about maybe eighty percent of what they were doing in two thousand and nineteen. See two thousand and nineteen is is the ruler that's the measure that we use because twenty and twenty one were just a write off so for them to be increasing. Um, All of these flights now, yes, they need to because the demand is there, but I think it's going to be phased in. And I think in the meantime, we're going to see a lot of things like schedule changes, which you need to keep an eye on um, if you've done seats. So it's really going to be, it's going to be good, but it's going to be bad at the same time.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So they don't think, sorry, they're going to go back to 2019 levels, pre-pandemic levels when it comes to travel until at least 2024? Yeah, yeah hmm Now, why is that? Is there some people, I mean, you mentioned that uh, you're kind of overwhelmed there uh, at the office, but are there some people that are still uh, hesitant to start uh, traveling again, do you think?
1: Yeah, there definitely are. While we still have this new variant going around, there are a lot of people who are saying, you know what, I've waited two years, I'll wait a bit longer. So it's, it's very divided in that. And of course, bear in mind that we do have a, a fairly large percentage i'm not sure how much it is but we do have a percentage of people who are not vaccinated and that rules out a lot of destinations for them as well
0: all right so uh, 2024 is when they expect to get back to pre-pandemic uh, levels but uh, moving forward here now and adding capacity like air canada is if you are boarding a flight in the not too distant uh, future what are some of the rules you need to be aware of? Uh, it's still uh, masked, right? you have to be fully masked on an aircraft? Is that correct?
1: Yes, you do. You still have to do that. You still have to produce copies of your vaccination certificates to get on. And, uh, of course, you always have to have that Arrive Can app to get back into Canada so that uh, you do the health questionnaire. So not much has changed in that regard, Um And I think maybe they will loosen up restrictions. I know some of the airlines have started serving alcohol on board again because they stopped doing that for a while. I think it was just uh, they couldn't manage people who got frustrated about wearing a mask. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. And when you mention about vaccination certificates, is it two shots uh, you need to get on the plane? Do you need the third, the booster, to be considered fully vaccinated and ready to travel?
1: The airlines are saying two shots now, but many of the tour companies and cruisers have started saying you've got to have the booster shot as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's upgraded now to say booster shot as well.
0: All right. And what about prices, Leslie? Where are they right now? If Air Canada is doubling their capacity for the year... Mm And uh, getting their seat capacity up uh, 150% compared to last year. Obviously, the demand is there, but it sounds as if uh, they're playing catch up when it comes to supply. So, just basic economics is prices are they going up?
1: Well, if you take precautions and you book well ahead of time, you can still get some decent pricing. Obviously, it's the old thing. If you book very last minute, you stand the chance of, of having a much higher price. The airlines have said that they're doing their best to keep prices stable and they do have some reserves. But with the fuel prices going up, Uh, It's inevitable that uh, air prices will go up eventually, but I don't think we'll see any huge moves until maybe the third quarter or so.
0: All right. Just finally, uh, Leslie, uh, Air Canada again reporting that they're going to double their capacity for the year. Is that uh, holding true for the uh, rest of the airlines? Have they announced
1: anything similar? Haven't heard anything yet from WestJet, but, you know, WestJet and Air Canada, they ride in tandem. They watch each other all the time. Uh, they watch each other's prices so that they can be on the same same level. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if we don't hear that WestJet is going to do the same. We have now got flights Um, on WestJet going direct into London Heathrow on the Dreamliner, which a lot of people are really pleased about. It's a great aircraft. So I think we're going to see more and more of that coming.
0: All right, Leslie, as you mentioned, I know you're very, very busy. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day for us here this afternoon. Much appreciated as always.
1: Thank you, Jeff. You have a good day.
0: Okay, you too. Leslie Cater, the travel lady, and we're back after this break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show.